Hello and welcome back, finally, to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. It's the end of the year, so we figured we got to get back on track doing this podcast. And you know what? It's in person this time. Bruce, take it away. Oh, yeah. We've had a couple of in-person podcasts and um, a couple this year, actually. And that's been awesome. And we're going to go through this year. Obviously, this is kind of our 2022 wrapped episode, episode 62 here. And there's no better way to start off an episode than a little. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. As we get into this. But what we're going to do here tonight, Nolan, in person is going to be our favorite moments from 2022. We have a few shows to get to first, obviously, in the in the. Um, West Coast and fall tour we wanted to talk about. Um, we've had a lot of life. I mean, Nolan's had a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, kind of buried the lead there. Um, yes. Since then, him and his uh, lovely wife, Danielle, have welcomed their second child to this world. And um, it's just been a lot. So we haven't really had the time uh, to get into this, but we're going to now. So we'll <laughs> recap a few of the West Coast shows slightly. And the fall tour, Nolan happened to be in attendance for... A few shows since the last time we've podcasted and not just DMB full band sort of shows. So that's cool. We'll hear about his experiences there and then we'll go into some of our favorite moments from 2022, whether we were there or not. So Nolan, I mean, let's get on into it. Let's talk a little bit about DMB's West Coast portion of the summer tour um, and really just kind of what we thought about it because while we texted about it, um, you were a little bit busy with a less than one month old while most of these shows were happening. Yeah, I didn't have time to podcast, but we had time to go to a few shows, uh, but none on this West Coast run. Um, we're just going to start off with the Gorge, and it was a year since we were there. Yep. And uh, we were wondering kind of what DMB might do to not, not make up for, but uh, kind of... I guess to make up for the COVID uh, snafu that happened when we went. And um, as great as that was, I think DMB felt it too. And um, I mean, they had several liberations, Drunken Soldier, Ehi, the first night. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, he was like, and I couldn't believe it, since 2013, I believe on that one, which was ridiculous. Um and we've kind of always liked that song, so it was cool to see it come back. Yeah, I like that song. I think maybe it got... It used to get played a ton. I was shocked when I found out. So much. It hadn't been played since 2013. That was surprising. Liberations keep coming, though. Night 2, Joyride Liberation. Okay. All right, that's cool. And they played Dreaming Tree and Break Free. A <laughs> few that, you know, you don't see quite often. Break Free was kind of weird this year, too, as it uh, kind of got brought back from the dead and um we're gonna talk about that actually in a little bit right after we finish with the uh the summer wrap up here um and then i mean the greatest liberation of all happens night three and the encore might actually be the coolest thing dmb did all year uh bruce what do you think about this yeah with the number 34 uh liberation there in the encore um, I believe they had, gosh, how long had it been? It was since Nolan, just give me a moment, since 2018? Man, I didn't know that it well, had been. I believe been. that was like a one-off in Colorado. Yeah, that's At true. Fiddlers, that's maybe? true. Um, um, we're going to have to live on the podcast see exactly when it was played before that because that just seems ridiculous. Okay, 2013, it was also played, looked like at the Gorge. Shout out to our um, friend of the pod, Sean. He was there. He had a sign um, oh. and they played it. So that was also a 9 7. Um, and then one time, Hollywood Bowl 2007 and then not mm. since 05. So really, Nolan, I mean, it had basically been 17 years, um, you know, since it was played multiple times in a tour, really. Um, just 
ridiculous. And they did the drones um, mm. up above, and did I think they did the drones night two as well uh, during two step maybe. But they did thirty four and so right that night in the encore with the drones, which was really cool. They released it on their YouTube channel. Quick pause, Nolan. Let's talk a little bit about the YouTube channel. That was awesome. I wish they would do a little bit more of mm. that from the current tour. Yes. Highlights of a show. Um, I know this year Rodrigo was doing some of the um, highlights of the tour stops yeah, on the Instagram, recaps. which was awesome. But it would be cool for them to do you know, a highlight per show. I, I think it's time to move on from the warm-up videos. For sure. And maybe go to a best of that night performance sort of video. Um, although the warm-ups sometimes are pretty cool because it's like, oh, yeah, they did do that eight years ago. Maybe a combination. I don't. I think the summer yeah. tour warm up thing is weird and doesn't really make sense anymore, mm-hmm. especially when it stuffs getting posted about like two weeks or so before a show, or like about a show that has nothing to do with it. So it yeah. needs to be just like like the DMB vault, and then here's a cool performance from whatever, probably from Cameron Indoor in 1995. <laughs> whenever they find that footage, oh my gosh, oh. how is it possible that that's there's nothing that exists besides the the DMB Live. It's, no pictures. It's absurd. No video. No nothing. I think there may be a poster Not somewhere even. of that. Duke Archives, they don't even have it. No. It's like they didn't go. Um, but 34 So Right, What You Are Encore. What Great an encore. way to end uh, Gorge Night 3. Stark contrast to the year before, which was a sister Jimmy Thing, Dave and Tim Encore. Wolf. 2021, not ideal, uh, Nolan. But yeah, but that they was made up for cool. it with this one, I guess, uh, for all the people that were there both years, which was not us. It, it was not us. Um, and that's fine. And we're slightly uh, bum hurt about it, but it is what it is. Uh, so that was pretty cool, Nolan. There at the Gorge, they had a few other shows out there on the West Coast that were that were solid. Um, we we won't dive into those just for uh, lack of time, but we'll head a little bit south of the Gorge down into uh, California, where they went to the Hollywood Bowl to close out the tour. Um, we kind of expected something different from these because of the last time they went to the Hollywood Bowl, 2022. I mean, excuse me, 2018. Uh, come tomorrow, release year. Batson. Uh, yeah, and Batson was there. They had some strings. Um, they still owe us a shotgun with Batson, by the way. We will never forget. Oh, yes. We'll never forget yeah. that Batson promise. Batson saying that he was going to play on shotgun at Hollywood Bowl, <laughs> I believe. Uh, that did not happen. Um, but this year at Hollywood Bowl, Nolan um, played some uh, a couple of pretty cool shows, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, we won't go through the whole set list, but... Especially once the strings came out, um, they played some really interesting things there. So on night one, uh, we had Squirm, World Ends, uh, Steady As We Go, and What You Are with the Strings. And all of those were awesome, especially for me, uh, Steady As We Go and What You Are. I thought that those sounded pretty awesome. Absolutely. And uh, then after that, to close out the set, the main set, um, one of the bigger things for this band in a long time, basically because this hadn't happened since a certain member left about six years ago, um, was the last show that um, that we had a violin on stage with DMB mm-hmm. doing a solo, and Anne Marie Simpson Nolan comes out for the violin song. Honestly, I mean the OG quintessential quintessential violin song for DMB and she came out and you knew she'd been she'd been practicing because she nailed the studio solo I mean oh yeah Anne Marie Simpson dominated this she I mean she made me feel like it was old DMB mm. and you know what we need that we need we need a fiddle it was awesome. The crowd went bananas. Go watch the videos. Go listen to it. I mean, that's the DMB sound that we all know and love. I would love to see her or someone of that caliber. Clearly, she's very talented. Uh, join the band because man, that that brought all the feels out. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's it's kind of crazy that you hadn't heard that truly in a DMB setting. Um, 
<clears throat> I mean, since Charlottesville 2017, but really since the Gorge 2016. And it, it, I mean, time passes. It did not seem like it had been that long. Mm-hmm. And you listen to a lot of old shows, so you hear violin all the time. And there's a violin on stage with DMB. Crowd goes nuts. Message boards go nuts. Social media goes nuts. Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll see that again in 2023 or not. Um, it seemed more kind of like a one-off thing. Um, no, do it. Well, two off because we'll get to night two here in a second. Oh. But, but yeah, um, we've seen Dave be a little more open to bringing violin back on some songs lately. We saw it with DNT Mexico in 2021, yeah. um, and then they did it here at Hollywood Bowl. Obviously, they've had the string sections. But it was cool. Um, and we'll get into uh, night two, like I just said, right here. But yeah, Nolan, that was awesome. Uh, Ants marching, obviously, with violin. So now, good. Now, night two uh, starts with Samurai Cop, which was really... I, I wanted to point this out, and I think we both did. Because that's really odd. First time ever opening a show was the last show of the summer tour. And Nolan, we are just not fans of how this song sounds right <laughs> now with the with Dave's guitar. Um I mean, when you're standing there, you're like, all right, here we go. Like, yeah, let's get on with the show or whatever. All right, well, he's got this uh, baritone looking. Well, no, does he play that uh, reddish, like a deep red? I don't remember what the Samurai Cop guitar looks like now because he had a deep red one in Pensacola. Oh, excuse me, in Pensacola. Um, was it red? The only thing guitar was red when it, when they were playing that. Yeah, I don't know what this this loud, crunchy. Samurai Cop Too guitar crunchy. looks like again, but yeah, doesn't sound is, like the album at all. No, it just doesn't sound good, Dave. If you're listening, which we know you are, um, just tone it down. Maybe play it acoustic again. The song's fine. Like acoustic, it's an okay please. song. Uh, you did a Europe acoustic, and I think you played it on Ray's B. That was awesome. So good. But this is a stark contrast to that. It didn't sound good. Anyways, um, <laughs> so last show of the summer tour here, Hollywood Bowl Night Two. We have the strings come out again. Uh, something to tell my baby. That will be on this supposed album uh, that we have coming up here. Allegedly. <laughs> potentially. Um, then we have What You Are, kind of intro, partial, whatever you want to call it with the strings. Before we get to that, though, okay, uh, this is probably what Something to Tell My Baby will sound like on the album. Yes. Yeah. With the strings. Great point. If there is anything that you think can be a uh, prelude to what you'll hear on an album, bingo. And we'll get to what another one may be in a second. Um, but what you are, uh, sort of partial intro, whatever. Right into Drive and Drive Out. So cool. That was awesome. That was one of the cooler things, honestly, of the tour. That was sick. Whoever's idea that was, great job. Rashawn. Probably. Um, next one was If Only. I don't, yeah, meh. Um, and then Madman's Eyes, another thing that if you want to know potentially what that's going to sound like on an album, probably that right there. Yeah, so that's a, a cool preview, I guess, for two songs that are going to be on the new album or like at some point, chance. at some point, you know, if Madman's Eyes isn't on the new album, that's I mean, weird. It is going to be, and I'm guessing opening the album, and that's probably what it's going to sound like. <laughs> now, I will say that there has been a track list at one point that floated around Madman's Eyes did open the album. Hmm. Is that now? I don't know, but this was... 12-ish or more months ago, Madman's Eyes was number one on the track list of this supposed album. Now, whatever. Nolan, what else happened night two? We just talked about um, a certain young lady who was fantastic at violin, stepped on stage. She stepped on stage again. Yes, for another quintessential DMB violin song, Tripping Billies. I mean... Just bringing you back, and so Ants and Billy's, I would say, the top two DMB violin songs. Maybe throw in at a number three, Graves. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, Pig maybe. Yeah, Pig, but yeah, I mean they covered the top two. I mean, those are the best, and she played phenomenally. Loved hearing it. I mean, that's that's a pretty good way to wrap up the summer for DMB. Yeah, that was cool. Do a couple of things that um, you'd never really seen or heard before. Bring back something that people had kind of been asking for. 
you know, for for a tour that was pretty solid. I mean, I think that we could give that a solid seven or or more, seven to seven and a half out of ten as a full tour. Um, for what you'd expect out of out of this band at this point in time in their career, um, I think seven seven and a half or so is is pretty solid. And for them to end that way was awesome. But Nolan, I mean, they did not take or at least Dave, he doesn't take any breaks for the most part. He's taking a break right now, but for yeah. the most part, he doesn't take much of a break. He this year, not. he was everywhere, and you happened to be at something just four days later, not too many miles from where we're sitting right now in Raleigh. For Farm Aid, which um, actually randomly, my wife got mad at me that I didn't mention that we should have come to that. Um, I didn't think of that at all that she would want to, but I guess we could have come. Um, yeah, Raleigh here hosted Farm Aid, so you had you know Willie Nelson, Neil Young, Mellencamp, and the boys. Um, you had um, others as well. I think did Nathaniel Rateliff pull out? Yep, COVID, okay. COVID reasons, so they shifted a few things around. Uh, so we got there. First off, uh, I didn't get to go to Farm Aid the last time I was in Raleigh, I believe ah. 2014. Um, so super pumped for this. Always super pumped to see Dave and Tim, no matter what, even if they only play eight songs. They were amazing. But showed up and saw Sheryl Crow, then, um, who is incredible and like looks great. For 60, I believe. She's 60. Jeez. We had a great time uh, watching her. Okay. Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real. Okay. Lucas Nelson is a bad man. Yeah, for real. I was blown away by him. I had a great time with that. I mean, so much fun. And uh, Dave and Tim just, they brought the house down. I mean, it was so many people wearing DMB gear. Um, you could like really tell who everyone came to see. Yep. Um, so that was really cool. I mean, a pretty standard Dave and Tim show. Save me. Don't drink the water. Oh, so damn lucky. Ocean and the butterfly. That's cool. Lie in our graves. Highlight. Crush. Highlight. Thought they were going to end with crush. Dave said goodbye. They were told they had time for one more. (laughs) Dave asked Tim what he wants to play. He says, Grace Street. So they we get a bonus song with Gray Street, third verse, perfection. Fun In Raleigh, time. where the third verse came back, mind yes. you. Yes. 2021. Yes. So Farm Aid was a really cool event. Got to see a lot of great artists and um, cool to support that. Um, and Dave and Tim. I mean, we don't we don't get to see Dave and Tim often. You know, they really don't play that often. Yeah. So any chance you can get, go see Dave and Tim. And speaking of they things... They need to do another tour. Just I'm sorry for interrupting. No, they, they need do. They do a full tour. I know they do the Mexico shows, but would love to see spring a Dave tour. and Tim. Or fall, fall tour. Fall tour, spring tour. A, a, and I'm not talking about a five to eight show run. We're talking you know 10 to 20 shows at least. Um, and... Ah, it would be awesome. I know TR3 does their own thing, and shout out to Tim. He's great and um, fluffy and, and the crew. Uh, but, yeah, they that would be so awesome. So, Nolan, that's fantastic. You obviously getting to see Dave and Tim is always um, fun for everyone. Uh, but Dave wasn't done. He had several other shows to do, including quite a few uh, political rallies or fundraisers, whatever you want to call them, or other private shows. And one of them, again, happened to be a political <laughs> rally um, here in Raleigh. Yes. Um, Dave Solo, which I've never seen a Dave Solo situation uh, besides him walking out and playing like freaking sister or something. <laughs> um, but I've never seen you know Dave in a, I would assume, small capacity here. I don't know what this crowd was like. Um, but you're going to tell us a little bit about uh, your local uh, state election um, that I believe Dave was a part of in October here of 2022. So Dave did several of these, and you happen to be a part of one. Yeah, a month later, turns out Dave holding a free show at the Ritz. There's nothing better than that. Yes. The Ritz in Raleigh for Sherry Beasley. Um, who unfortunately did not win, lost to Ted, but um, 
terrible, terrible, terrible. And that and and you're not making like fun of his name. That's his actual name. No, I was making fun of his name. Oh, yeah, it's Ted Bud. But oh, Bud, not yeah. Bud. Oh, no, I thought but, it was. I, um, I don't know. I'm a little bit. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Know. He uh, <laughs> he supports nationwide ab- abortion ban. So I'm going to call him Ted Butt. But. Um. Anyways. Uh, yeah, it had so much fun. We, you know, we signed up, so we were going to come to it. Um, got there about, uh, 45 minutes early or 30 minutes before doors open. And I mean, didn't know what to expect. Obviously never seen Dave solo before Dave. I mean, in that setting, 1200, uh, person capacity venue we found the balcony um and had just that we were right up front at the balcony super close to dave right by the speakers it was incredible i mean 1200 wow dave watching dave just by himself and him being able to put on a show like that just him and his guitar and his voice it like really gave me more of an appreciation if I could somehow have it for Dave and man, I, I I noticed at the very beginning he started playing guitar and he was like motioning, like crank it up. And his, his guitar sounded amazing. Voice was great. I mean, another like somewhat standard show, but he played three, uh, political shows that week. And, um, this was, I think the best of the three, I'm just going to run through it. Save me. Mercy. Don't drink the water. Come tomorrow. That was a surprise. Way to bring that back, Wally. Actually sounded good, Dave Solo. If there's a way to see it, it's probably Dave Solo. Uh, So damn lucky. Stay or leave. Oh, man. I love stay or leave. Mm -hmm. Crush. Sing from the windows. And then Nancy's into ants. And you know what? He had time for one more. Gravedigger encore. I mean, I would say that, I mean, I really like Save Me, Dave Solo or Dave yeah. Tim, Don't Drink, uh, So Damn Lucky, Stay or Leave, Crush, Nancy's, Ants, and honestly, Gravedigger are, that is really awesome to see Dave Solo. Um, I mean, you can say you saw a Gravedigger encore closer i mean if you were you're up into that stats game action love the stats that is game. pretty cool love it but yeah i think you know and especially like an ants nancy's stuff like that super cool to see dave solo when when um in the back of your mind you're just oh this is what it sounds like full band i've heard this for decades and then you're seeing it dave solo especially for a first time so nolan i've oh. heard tapes Watched a lot of YouTube, all of that of Dave doing solo shows. Now you've seen it in person, um, so I'm super jealous and really glad you got to be able to see that. Scratch it off the bucket list. It was all time. It was so cool. Just a casual like Tuesday night date night. Go f yourself. Uh, speaking of scratching things <laughs> off the bucket list, Nolan got to do another one, um, which I still haven't gotten to see any band at this venue, and we're now we're jumping into the fall tour which was people let's call a spade a spade extremely mediocre for the most part i mean this was i mean as cookie cutter as it gets it was nothing to write home about you want to know why we didn't have the ambition to podcast a little bit had to do with what was going on on stage or on the set list from the band i i understand the band's crushing it they sound great we know not a whole lot went on but this particular show, this particular venue, brought something. And it always typically does. Nolan had a bucket list item checked off yet again. Why don't you go ahead and tell us where you got to see the Dave Matthews Band on their very short uh, fall stint this uh, uh, November, yeah. right? It was November. Yeah, D- November. DMB, MSG, Night 2, made it happen, pulled the trigger, thought you know i just you never know when you get a chance to oh, to see him no um especially at the world's greatest arena um but yeah 11 uh 11 shows on the tour was supposed to be from our understanding an album a new album promotional tour <coughs> so <laughs> or or 
that they would be playing heavily new songs. Correct. To tease the new album, uh, regardless, none of that happened. Um, and watching the set list, I was getting pretty nervous um, knowing I had bought tickets for MSG Night 2 and was just like, please make it a better show than the rest of this fall tour has been. I did not check the set for Night 1. And, you know, my wife had never been in New York City before, so it was like a cool cool way to get away. And I had to go out of town for work for Thanksgiving, so it was like just, just us. Um for that uh that saturday did touristy things in new york and then the show at msg and i mean they delivered it was i would say a great show you could tell playing at msg like meant something to them i don't i'm not sad i missed night one uh i would have been sad if i missed night two night two was was pretty special um I mean, I'll just, I'll run through it quickly, and then I'll tell you what my highlights were. Please. Pantala Rapunzel opener, great. 41, Pig, yes. Yes. Tour debut, number one. Yes. So much to say, Bridge, too much. Madman's, do you remember, Gravedigger, Best of What's Around, Sledge, Say Goodbye. Two. Cornbread. Three. Steady As We Go. Four. Shake me like a monkey. Ugh, five. Jimmy, Fool in the Rain, Warehouse, Two Step Closer, Encore, Pay For. Six. Don't Drink the Water. Six tour debuts there, Nolan. And Pay For What You Get. Back to back DMB shows for you. Back to back DMB shows. Back to back E1 slots. That's pretty awesome. That's, that's a stat for you nerds. If you guys also saw Pay For What You Get. In back-to-back DMB shows at all in your career, hit us up. Social media, email, Ooh. somehow, at GraceryPod, GraceryPod at gmail.com. Or if you saw Pay For What You Get in back-to-back E1 slots, let us know. Because that is super cool. I want to know how many more of you have done what Nolan did. But, Four months apart, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, regardless. However, if it was a day apart, I don't care. Yeah. I want to. I want to hear that. But Nolan, so you had six tour debuts uh-huh. in this one show. Thank goodness. Um, and the fall tour just kind of really didn't see a whole lot of variety. No, um, it did not. MSG in total got 10 tour debuts. Um, and for the most part, pretty good. I mean, you had You Never Know Night One oh. um, and, you, you know, Some Devil as well. But oh. Night Two getting, you know, the majority of, of the love there with Pig. Mm. Um you know, you've got Say Goodbye. Steady as we go with a guest, and I want to talk about this one here in a second. Shake Me, that's a waste. Like, whatever. They used guests there. Like, I, I don't know why they did that. We'll talk about that, and then pay for what you get. So, Nolan, tell us a little bit about your experience, Madison Square Garden. Um, you've seen major events there as far as college basketball. You've been involved in some big deal things i don't know what else you've seen there if anything mm-hmm. but you, i don't think you've seen a concert there right one okay you had seen one concert I'd seen one there what was it jack johnson okay. with g love and special sauce g love all right yes excellent okay so you have seen a concert there but no i mean that's jack johnson this is dmb yeah i mean we're talking about like that tonight is is uh, December 28th. We've got Fish starting their New Year's Eve four-night run tonight. Oh so that's a big deal. Yeah. Like Fish at MSG, that's a thing. Uh, Billy Joel, MSG, that's a thing. Now Harry Styles, we're talking about MSG, Justin Bieber, these type people. It's a big DMB. deal. When you're a big deal at MSG, they put your framed picture down on the floor level by the locker rooms in the hallways. And DMB has one up there. That's a big deal. And they play multiple nights. Um, and random years sort of thing. And Duke basketball is a big deal at MSG. <laughs> they may be a bigger deal than the New York Knicks, let's Duke, be honest. Duke North. Yes. So Nolan has been there, done that, but he got DMB at MSG night two, closing out a fall tour. So Nolan, set the scene. We've went through the set list, and let's do a little bit more of a deep dive here on MSG night two before yes. we get into 22 as a whole. Let's do it. So first off, super confusing trying to get down to the floor it was like because we had warehouse came in in the clutch 
Floor seats. Oh, great seats. Great seats. So pumped. Um, yeah, interesting getting down to the floor. It was like a, I mean, not a club level, but it was like, it was so nice down there. So easy to get beers and straight shot to the bathroom. I mean, floor was the way to do it, I think, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, had great people, nice people all around us. I told him not to spoil the set for me from the night before. He was like, no. Nah. <laughs> Guy next to us was like, nah, we're in good shape for tonight. I was like, okay. All right, I'm good with that. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I'll go through. I love a Pantala Rapunzel opener. Sure. Good way to, to start a show. 41, slow down, Tim, jazzy solo at the end. That was refreshing from 41. I really enjoyed it. Um, cause it was it's a great early set song. Yeah. Oh, so good. And then Pig. I mean, come on. They, Anytime. Dave loves playing Pig in MSG. Plays it there a lot. Um, he had a nice little lyric change in there because it okay. was so cold in oh. New York. It was very cold. And um, uh, he said, on this chilly night. Um, so that was kind of cool. Cool change. Crowd cheered. Um, instead of on this starry night. You could say that for tonight. We're at 34 degrees currently. Oh, boy. For all you DMB fam people out there, 34. It has been very cold here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, other highlights. We got three Carter drum solo intro songs. Oh, the more Carter, the more the better. Which was... More the better. Pretty unique. Um, but, yeah, early triplets, mm-hmm. awesome. Madman's was great. I, I mean, I love that song. I hadn't seen Do You Remember in a while. It felt like that was cool, dude. Good song. It's an underrated song. I wanted to yeah. point out Madman's Eyes was played at every single fall tour show. Yeah. So I think we said earlier that um, if Madman's isn't on the album, be weird. And I said we'll get into that later. Yeah. Every single fall tour show got the, Madman's Eyes. The most played song. By DMB in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's impressive. So clearly they love it. So it would be so weird if it wasn't on the album. Yeah. Um, they enjoyed Gravedigger. Boa, bringing Boa back. I mean, you can't go wrong with Boa. It's no. a crowd pleaser. Everyone loves it. Biggest surprise of the night to me was the crowd reaction when Sledgehammer was played. It was the loudest cheer of the night. I was in disbelief. It was so loud. I was like, what is happening? And I decided to not be a stick in the mud, and I enjoyed it as sure. well. And kind of thought about, from the band's point of view, if you're going to play a song and the crowd goes that nuts for it, then, I mean, why wouldn't you play it? Yeah. I so, think that's kind of been the sticking point. So we'll just, we concede, white flag, whatever. We, yeah. We get why they play. Uh, by the way, Nolan, quick interjection. Mad Men's Eyes, 42 times played oh my gosh. in 2022 by the Dave Matthews Band. Um, yeah. Okay. So huge crowd reaction. Oh, yeah. Sledgehammer, Peter Gabriel, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. Makes sense. Moving on. <laughs> Say goodbye. Oh. Highlight of the show. F. I mean, hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah. Never gets played anymore. Rarely gets played. A couple times a year. Um, God, so good. Cornbread with a guest. Um, it was okay. Mark Whitfield. Um, I, I enjoy Cornbread. I think I'm maybe in the minority of the diehards, but I, I've always liked Cornbread. Always will. Then, steady as we go um, with... The saxophonist Lenny Pickett from SNL. You've seen awesome. him on every opening monologue for the last I don't know twenty years. Yeah, maybe more. Um, so I saw him. They showed him on the screen. I was like, "That's that's an SNL guy." So that was kind of cool, and he ripped. Uh, wish they'd let Jeff kind of go nuts like that, uh, or I wish Jeff would just do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pickett killed it. Then they brought out the rest of the horn section from Saturday Night Live on Shape Me Like a Monkey. It was just a wall of sound. It was nothing to write home about. But then Jimmy thing. I'm just going to glaze over Shake Me. It was over in 
three minutes. It was I, get, I, get, I guess I get why they do it. There's some intricate horn parts, but this is kind of like, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I guess it's kind of cool for them to learn that and do that there. There are cool no horns one, in that song. but Yeah. I, I think that the more interesting thing was what you just said, Jimmy thing. A uh, quick interjection as well, Nolan. Say goodbye. 2022 was its biggest year since 2010. What? Which it got one more play in 2000. It got eight plays this year. Um, and this is across anything. Dave and Tim, Dave, so like whatever. Eight? DMB. Uh, it got eight plays, all DMB this year. Um, but then. That's surprising. Yeah. But before 2010, which got nine plays, um, 2006 got 11 plays um, and a few more in 05. And then before that, uh, Say Goodbye has not been played more since the year 2000. So you are exactly right. Say Goodbye is a rarity and does not get played double-digit times like ever. Uh, Just a couple of times in literally this millennium in a couple of decades it has gotten more than 10 plays in an entire year that's a travesty that's a travis mockery <laughs> dave deserves to be slapped especially by his guitar uh maker brian calhoun <laughs> like in our favorite videos uh but that's ridiculous and good point out there okay great jimmy thing i've listened to some of it um, basically just the horn parts. It was sounded awesome. What was it like in person? Maybe one of my favorites from the night. Uh, well, what, what I was going to say, let's pause. You, at first, it could have been a hyperbole, mm-hmm. messaged that this could be the best performance of the year or the best Jimmy thing, and I don't remember if you said of the year or of the last several tours. Oh, yeah. I certainly think it was one of the best Jimmy's you'll hear from recent years. Okay. I, I mean, I already thought Jimmy was the... I'm going to give Jimmy my most improved player award for 2022. Like it. The way they changed it up uh, with the jam, finally. Um, they've been trying with Jimmy. Yeah. I, they clearly, they've they all love it. And they've tried to change it up. So they changed it up, but then... They have these four horns playing while Jeff and Rashawn are like watching them and talking to them and telling them what, like what's happening. And they just, they just solo and then next person goes and then all four of them do it. And this went on and then they start back at the beginning and this went on for, I don't know, like five minutes at least. <laughs> and then finally Jeff and Rashawn joined in at the end of it. But I mean, these were like, I mean, big time musicians just wailing yeah and i mean there were only two double digit minute songs of the night jimmy thing and then uh um later on in the show encore or the set closer and we'll let nolan do that in a minute but uh yeah so rolling around rolling around rolling around they were crushing it and we all know these horns are top notch i would assume that rashawn is probably pretty good friends with these people so yeah uh, kudos to him for getting them on stage then yeah and you know what rashawn ended up playing on snl the last two shows that's right so there's a a definite friendship there and i believe they were using some sheet music for uh shake me can't imagine Uh, so (laughs) yeah rashawn uh Definitely was the mastermind behind that, it seems. But after Jimmy, I think maybe the second big, biggest cheer of the night, Fool in the Rain. I mean, covers. crowd was going bananas. They love the covers. Um, Fool in the Rain, great cover. And then how about this to end the show? Warehouse two-step? Well, I mean, I mean, honestly, really, you've got those those two songs and then the encore, which we'll get to. But mm-hmm. those four songs in a row totally old school dmb um and for the most part you know all all things pre even i mean we're talking about pre-93 yeah almost for the rest of the show nolan i know i know i mean even the run of jimmy fool in the rain warehouse two-step pay for don't drink i mean that was that was strong don't Uh, drink the water is the newest song at uh 1998 that's amazing but i mean (laughs) I think I had like, I found my happy place during yeah. two step, like yes. two step, 
in MSG, I was like, it does not get better than this. It yeah. really doesn't. And just that made it that made it worth it for me uh, to go to that show. I just, you know, you see your favorite song in the greatest arena in the world. Okay, sign me up for that. Um, feeling great going into the encore and then <laughs> pay for what you get, E1. Followed by Don't Drink the Water. And I was like, I was wondering if they were going to do Halloween again. Um, oh. But they ended night one last year with Halloween. First time ending a show with Halloween at MSG. So I didn't know if they'd do it again. Dave was, his voice was shot. He was done. He was exhausted. Yes. And they went with Don't Drink the Water. Thought maybe they might go into something else. But they finished it strong with Don't Drink the Water. And, I mean, great show. Great way to end uh, 2022, I thought. Um, easily the best show of the fall tour I mean, not even close. And um, I hope everyone who was there had as much fun as me and my wife did. Man, I would love to go see them again in MSG. But, you know, if there is, if you have the chance to go to DMB's final show of the year and it's in a big time venue, you should probably, probably do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Nolan, I think that they all were pretty exhausted at that point. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure, uh, and Dave has been jet setting all over this, all over this country. Um, I think he has had at least, and this is just by DMB Almanac estimations, about 84 uh, obligations this year. Um, oh. Shows, private shows, DMB, Dave Solo, Dave and Tim, guest spots, um, staying in Cancun, Mexico to guest with Fish was one of them. Um, oh, and that yeah. was that was close to being one of my top things of the year. But Nolan, let's get into that as exactly uh, what some of our top things of the year have been. So um, obviously, you just coming off of seeing um, DMB in MSG to wrap out the fall tour. What we'll start with is going to be our favorite thing of 2022, regardless of if we were there, mm-hmm. whether we saw it, whether it was a conglomeration of things. Just your favorite thing, DMB related in 2022, and we're here on uh, December 28th in person, 2022, um, to share our thoughts. Oh, are you putting me on the spot first? So I get to go first. Yes. Oh my goodness. You've been you've been rolling, so I oh. want you to go. I hate to say something that we already said, but I think. The best thing of 2022 was Gorge Night 3 Encore. Okay. 34, So Right What You Are, with the Grugrux drone show. I mean, that's, to me, that's an all-time encore. I mean, yeah, that's unreal. And especially at the Gorge. And to do something cool for the fans with the drones, I mean, I feel like... I might be wrong, I might be jaded, but I feel like DMB doesn't typically do things for the fans as much anymore. Um, every once in a while, some they do some really cool stuff, but I think it's, I don't think it happens super often. Um, and I think to that point, they don't do a whole lot of things, and this is from top down, like not just the band, but like management, like merch, releases things of that nature that are um with the times Mm -hmm. so to speak i mean they're famous like with away from the world they were doing uh aol instant messenger icons to promote away from the world in 2012 so they're a little bit behind sometimes and doing a drone show a drone light show Mm -hmm. kudos like that was awesome yeah yes i agree that was like (laughs) i mean that was a big time moment, and they did it for the fans. You yes. know, it was was not for the band; it was mm-hmm. for the people that came to show their appreciation. Probably to be like, "Hey, sorry for last year too, Damn it. for what happened." Um, but that was that was a really cool thing the band did for the fans. So shout out DMB; that was awesome. It was, and I'm gonna poo poo one thing on that. Oh. They should have done the Grux symbol that they showed during So Right during 34 like why would you show it during so that is odd to me i get it it was kind of a uh yeah certain higher point um 
uh, with energy in an, in a song like so, right? But yeah, they should have shown the Grux drone thing during 34. But I, I get it, whatever. Okay, well, um, if you're going to say that, I'm going to say one thing too, where I swear they did the, they did the fire dancer backwards. It was backwards. I think. I think. So that was not cool. Drone was like a weird perspective thing that they like. The drones did it one way, and it was actually facing not the fans, but facing like more of Cave B side. Yeah, of the gorge. So it was backwards. We need. We need some more um, clarification on that. I looked. We did some digging on like Gorge Crew. We did some digging on YouTube. We're pretty sure that it was a back to backwards perspective for everything we saw. But anyways, yeah, great call out. Oh, um, but if you're going to do that, um, and those were your two, I guess, somewhat gaffes, I don't even know. Like, fine. That's fine. That was cool. My favorite thing was actually one of the first things that Dave or anybody for the band did in the entire year, unfortunately, um, which was all in Mexico. Um, Dave and Tim playing Up and Away, Too High, Dodo, Trouble, Bismarck, all of these songs that are either Some Devil Related or Bismarck, which Nolan and I have been asking for DMB to bring back for years, um, all there in the Dave and Tim setting. They even sound checked Too High. They, they played Too High the first night and then played the intro to even open the show night two, going in to save me, and then nothing completely disappeared none of those songs were played dmb it makes zero sense but those are awesome dmb play them dave bring those full band can you imagine how Mm. good those songs would be all of them i'll say them again (laughs) too high up and away dodo trouble bismarck play them full band and then also dave stuck around and he guested with fish in their encore, I believe of the third night of their show, maybe fourth night. I think Fish plays four nights um, in Mexico on So Damn Lucky, The Maker, and then Tweezer Reprise. Dave up there sort of looking like uh, in Tweezer Reprise. He didn't know what was going on, but <laughs> it was freaking awesome. Um, and then the the other Fish people really, besides Trey, didn't really, they kind of looked like they didn't know what was going on during um, So Damn Lucky and The Maker. But... Um, that was awesome. Mexico just looks like if you're if you're a fan of DMB and Fish, you should just stay for a couple weeks and just uh, oh watch Dave and Tim Fish. And then we've got Dead and Company with Goose coming up in oh, January. That's going to happen. Gosh. You should just live in Mexico for the first couple months of the year, and you will see some awesome, awesome music. Hootie goes down there, I think. Man, yeah. Um, okay, Nolan. That was some of the favorite things we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, my stuff was all in Mexico. Dave, again, too high. Up and away. Dodo, <laughs> Trouble, and Bismarck. There are others, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, favorite thing that we saw live ourselves this year. And it can be a moment. It can be a couple songs. It can be a full show. Oh. Nolan, what was your favorite thing that you saw in 2022 from Dave or the Dave Matthews Band or Dave and Tim live in 2022? I have so many. So we, we many. were lucky. You and I were lucky. We saw some great stuff in person this year. And, uh, I mean, I think if you could, we put it all together and it's impressive. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to list a couple. So here are, just my, here are my highlights from... <laughs> Pop out. I know. Okay. No, that's fine. You know what? No, that's fine. You know, I'll say my favorite. Um, okay. So, favorite thing was... Then M- we'll go honorable mention. Yeah. MSG Night 2. Okay. I mean... Just as a whole. Yeah. All right. Just all of it. Um, that was my favorite thing that I saw in person. Other highlights include uh, seeing Two Step in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And then the next day... In Atlanta, seeing Dreaming Tree and Sweet Up and Down. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about rare. I thought you'd talk about Time Bomb, seeing it mm. at both shows. Time Bomb back-to-back and Shotgun getting oh. cut were amazing. <laughs> Thank goodness. That's uh, exactly what I was going to say. Um, I mean, who doesn't like to see Shotgun cut from their set list? We've had it happen multiple times. We saw Stone together in Raleigh. That was awesome. That was great. And I think we saw 
probably the best on paper encore, maybe one of the most unique encores we've ever seen. Uh, the pay for what you get, uh, too much fake in the Halloween in Raleigh was absurd. Suck it, Spack. Yeah. You got the same encore. You think you're so cool? We also um, got You Never Know and Maker in that show. That show was really sneaky good, and mm-hmm. it's on Sirius XM. I believe there have been some uh, remasters of that. If you oh. frequent the Ants Marching Boards, you can probably find that one. Um, but that was a sneaky good show. I would go to that and find it. Um, Nolan, we had a ton of fun at that Raleigh show. We so had a ton fun. of fun um, at that Atlanta show, too. The Charlotte show was yep. okay. Yeah. Um, it was okay. Um, and I had a ton of fun at two more shows that I was able to attend. Um, yeah, I bet I know what your favorite My thing favorite is. moment. And it, there's just no way you can you can top this really, um, you know, was can't stop. At at <laughs> at every no, show, yeah, at every single show I saw. But it was it was Derek Trucks Has and then Tedes- Susan Tedeschi, his lovely wife, and Derek Trucks guesting in Jacksonville, their hometown, uh, with DMB. Derek Trucks obviously on Lionel Graves. Um, there's plenty of things out there about it. I mean, there's our guy, um, guitar teacher reacts. Um, mm-hmm. Good old Michael, he's he's talking about that song. So if you want to go find uh, him looking at Dave and Trucks, um, that video, he does a reaction and he talks a little bit about Derek and he basically lets Derek just play and he just stares in amazement uh, because Derek's that good. And then the All Along the Watchtower with Derek and Susan in the oh. band. All-time moments. Um, so that was probably my favorite thing. And then you took kind of one of the others, which was Dreaming, Dreaming Tree in Atlanta. Yes. Um, and Sweet Up and Down, but especially Dreaming Tree. We hadn't seen it since, 0- or I hadn't seen it since 07, oh. 08. Uh, I believe, yeah. For you, maybe. Um, That's not fair. And that was awesome. Like, that needs to be played at least a few times a year. That's, that was a shame. But that was really, really cool to see. And then pay for what you get. Halloween Encore, of course. Um, but Jacksonville Night 1 was awesome as well. I think that we just as a whole got lucky with our with our um, multiple shows this year. And then Nolan, of course, getting to see uh, MSG Night 2. Like We just as a podcast collectively got to see a lot of shows without hitting you know some duds. Um, just to yeah. hit more shows, we just hit all the right ones. Because this out. is the Gray Street Pod and we do it the right way. Uh, um, but yeah, if you haven't heard it yet, go check out the Derek Trucks guest spot on Lionel Graves and obviously the Derek and Susan on um, All on the Watchtower as well from Jacksonville. Night two, that was back in June, um, I believe June 8th or so of this year. Um, but yeah, mm. Nolan, that kind of wraps it up for 2022 wrapped. We are pretty much, um, I mean, DMB isn't playing again this year. The next time that we're going to see anything from uh, the band or the boys is going to be, I believe, in February. Um, the band actually is going to be in Phoenix um, doing the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. The uh, preview night before. show. And then a week later, Dave and Tim will head on down to Moon Palace. Um, and then uh, um, an exact month later, DMB will be in Tampa in, um, in my home Fest. state at Innings Fest. Um, Good lineup. Which is a pretty solid lineup there um, at Innings Fest. So DMB will be playing in Tampa Bay um, <laughs> in March. But those are the those are the uh, what six shows that we have Dave scheduled for so far. Nothing in January, um, and we're kind of expecting uh, a summer tour announcement over the next month or so here, um, along with potentially an album announcement um, if Dave and friends have gotten their things together. Um, and if you're really looking for more info, uh, hit up Matt Norlander. He has all- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't bother Matt. Um, but yeah, if, um, if you're looking to uh, see DMB in 2023, I don't think from at least this day, you have too much longer to figure out when you're going to have to plan. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get a new album before the tour. Yeah. I mean, May, I would think. 
April or May? I think April or May is what we're looking at at this point here. Obviously, um, we've heard things and we've said things that have not come to fruition. So many things at this point. This At this point, it seems like it's like, hey, this is happening. This needs to happen. This ha- um, or, or we're going to chop some people at the knees. Um, I don't really know. <laughs> Uh, what else is possible but yeah hopefully we do get something new from the band that'll be awesome and then in the meantime nolan and i will be continuing to enjoy the awesomeness that is the band goose um and if you haven't heard of goose you need to check them out they're a jam band but they're way better than any other jam band you've ever listened to um and yeah whoa 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 Let's let's right, not slander right. the Grateful Dead here. Or fish. We're, we're well, right that's here. fine. But <laughs> let's not. Uh, hey, while we're talking about it, shout out to Dead and Co. Yes. Final farewell tour coming yes. up. Man, Raleigh, June one. Let me know if you're going. I will be there. Oh, oh one last time. <laughs> Tickets have been just so hard to get for anything oh, lately. Gosh, I know. Oh, we could go on a full podcast about all this, but yes. Um, you got no your Taylor right. Swift tickets, though, so that's good. <laughs> Don't have any Taylor <laughs> Swift tickets. Um, I love Taylor Swift. Um, and if she wants to give me tickets, I will go to anything she wants to give me tickets for. Um, but yes, <sighs> Dead & Co., that's that's sad. Um, Rick from Goose with, uh, with Phil Lesh right now, actually, yeah. at the Warfield. Uh, Goose New Year's Eve shows coming. Fish kicked off their New Year's Eve run right now. DMB. We'll never do another New Year's no Eve New show. Year's, no New Year's runs, but hey, like we said, they had a killer year, so that's all right. Uh, we'll be back hopefully soon. We've been trying to get some interviews, um, and they have, been, like, they have been set up and then not set up and then set up again and then not set up. So we're sorry that it's been taking a while that we've been getting back to. We're trying to do more interviews. We really, really enjoy those. Shout out to our last episode again. Mr. Sam Erickson for doing that. Nolan, I'm pretty much ready to wrap this up and continue our uh, hanging out of this evening while we have a little bit of time left on this holiday vacation. I've got nothing. I've got nothing left. Um, Great year, DMB 2022. Hopefully 2023 is even better. I hope that um, more people also listen to Goose in 2023. (laughs) We're going to start a Goose podcast. Oh, um, gosh. Another... We're just going to transition over. If DMB keeps playing Can't Stop um, <laughs> and things like that, then we will transition over. But, um, no, Nolan, what do you have uh, to send the people out wishing them a happy new year um, and a happy holiday season? I would just say as this year wraps up and we start a new year, everyone think about what you're thankful for. And yeah. at the end of the day, I think we are all just thankful that this band is still together, still touring, and still, I mean, playing some of the best music that they have played. They they sound amazing. Uh, they give it their all. And let's just, let's be thankful for these guys getting older and still doing it. Yeah. And Carter Beaufort still Especially. doing it at a, at the highest level. I mean, we are so lucky to see him every time uh, they take the stage, so... Yeah, don't take it for granted, and um, we are extremely, extremely thankful for every single member of that band and that crew and this fan base, so thank you so much. Um, And be thankful for all the people you get to go to concerts with, Yes, because that's the best part. Exactly. Um, Very, very well said. Um, That's a wrap for us for 2022 here on the Corner of Gray Street podcast, um, and here um with the dave matthews band obviously hopefully we'll see you maybe even in january to talk about some tour dates and other things uh but if not in february because we've got several shows and especially dave and tim mexico to look forward to let's go um so that'll be awesome so we'll see y'all much sooner than we saw you um in this uh from the past episode yes. y'all have a great holiday season stay safe stay smart stay loving all right and stay thankful like nolan just said and we'll see you guys in 2023 on the corner of, of Gray Street. Street. Oh, I whispered it. No one knows it.
I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.